Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host tonight. We are very privileged to have Weed for Warriors with us tonight. And this is a powerful organization that is close and dear to my heart as a family of veterans myself. Um, these guys are doing some powerful work with, with a powerful substance, namely cannabis, and how it aids people in need and mainly veterans in need and how they affect the people around them when they come back from combat duty or even not combat duty. Um, welcome, guys. And tonight we have Travis, we have Brian, and we have Sean from Weed for Warriors. Why don't you say hi, everybody? Thank you very much. This is Sean. Thanks for having us. You bet, Sean. Welcome. This is Brian. Thank you for having us. Brian, welcome. Travis here. Appreciate you having us out here. Right on, right on. Well, um, we're up here in the North Bay um, of California, and I've been talking to Brian here at Oakland Chapter. I came to meet the guys at Weed for Warriors at a Canvas Cup event, and I was really intrigued by what they were doing and what the outreach they were accomplishing. Um, after that event, you know, I took their card home and I, I thought about it, and being from a family of military men, I was really intrigued by what was happening and, and watching the videos on the Weed for Warriors uh, website was really moving. And I have to say that some of the content on there is actually really heavy and it hit me hard. People in my life, especially Vietnam vets, I'm, I'm 55 years old. So a lot of my uh, younger days were surrounded by Vietnam vets. And when I was a kid, I remember I was uh, 10 or something. and the two kids down the street from me that we used to play with, they're older. Both went off to Vietnam. One did not come back. So obviously that was a pretty big deal. Brian, you're a United States Marine Corps veteran. And why don't, why don't we start this whole thing with how I start all the, the podcasts? Why don't we all say, what's your relationship to cannabis? Did it start before you went into military service? Did it come afterward? Brian, where'd your relationship to cannabis start? Um, so I served four years in the United States Marine Corps. I'm a combat veteran. I deployed to Afghanistan. And uh, my relationship with cannabis started after I had gotten back and gotten out of the service. Um, the VA prescribes a ton of medications to try to treat post-traumatic stress syndrome because there's no one medication. So it's more of a symptom, symptom treating so you'll get a medication for anxiety, you'll get a medication for sleep, you'll get a medication for mood, for nightmares, like the list goes on. And at one point I was on like eight or nine different medications and I had never felt so bad. And um, I had actually seen the same videos you had seen about We For Warrior Project. And I just reached out to them and I started to learn about veterans using cannabis um, went to a dispensary and I tried it for the first time. 
got the best sleep I had gotten in years that night. And um, right on, right on. From there, it just became part of my life. Um, I use it every day. I use it. I use CBD for anxiety during the day. I don't smoke too heavy on THC during the day, but um, I use it at night for uh, sleep. Okay. And Sean, what's your relationship to cannabis before or after um, you were in the military? Uh, I, you know, interesting enough, I joined in 89. I was 17 in LA. Uh, joined, uh, I was airborne infantry, decided just to join and ended up getting shipped off to Central America where I spent three years. And it wasn't, I would say the trauma of even before, you know, being, a, you know, uh, the military for a lot of vets, is the best option or best choice, uh, and especially in times when I was in. And so, you know, I look at it, it starts there in terms of the trauma, what relates that, you know, how that's amplified and how that interconnects is, is I think explored later in life for me. So it wasn't until actually after, you know, towards the end of my Wall Street errors uh, that I started using it. And then it wasn't until after my suicide attempt that the relationship started as a, as a medicine. Wow, that's pretty heavy. Wow. I get it. Travis, um, what's your relationship to cannabis and where did you begin using cannabis in your life? Well, like you said, Travis, I'm also a Marine Corps veteran. I served four years. I actually used cannabis before I joined Mm -hmm. and it was more of a, I guess, experimental thing. Like I smoked, but it wasn't, I don't know if I was doing it the right way, I guess, if that makes sense, because I wasn't. I didn't have education on it. I didn't have really an understanding. It was more of a, the peers and they didn't really know what was going on either. But once I joined and deployed to Afghanistan and then got out, then I found it and it looked kind of like kind of how Brian said, it just changed everything. Like the way I perceived things, like the way, like I, I got education on it basically. Mm-hmm. And I was able to actually, you know, use the medicine the right way and actually, get the benefits the right way, basically. So I had a relationship with cannabis before and it wasn't the best. And then I had a relationship after the military and it was a lot better. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Good answer. So, um, you know, for the people at home, I want to view this, this whole um, podcast as an education for the people at home, because a lot of people, when I say, um, I recently told some people I'm doing weed for warriors. I'm like, Oh, that's really strange title. And I just said, you know, if you have veterans in your life, you understand, especially when they come back, um, it's really hard to reintegrate. And I, when I was talking to Brian, I, I really liked what Brian said about your meetings aren't like an AA meeting or an NA meeting. You're not sitting around talking about, you know, what, what ails you. You're talking to, to people in a communal atmosphere where you're actually getting together and just keeping a community alive, one that began when you were basically forced to be in a community in the military. And and those people became your brothers and sisters in arms and people you confided in, people you trusted. The camaraderie thing within your events and within everything you do, how important is that to all of you? And Sean, why don't you take that to start? Yeah, I mean, I think a big shout out for all this has to go at the the chapter level. But one person missing in this is my partner in this whole thing, Mark Crillo. Uh, He Mm -hmm. is the Sacramento chapter president and he kind of runs all the chapters. And, you know, guys like Travis and and Brian and our very diverse leadership group, Mark kind of, you know, 
does everything with them. Uh, and so I, I just want to give a shout out that a lot of that, what you see is driven by Mark and, and what he's created. And we owe a big thank you to him. And so just, I thought I wanted to preface everything we say tonight on the chapters with that as Travis and Brian speak for the chapters. But I think in general, you know, if I look at what our, you know, I, I guess our motto is, is we're, I mean, effectively a social justice brand. So we kind of support a holistic rehabilitation for veterans the community mm-hmm. and care, advocacy, cannabis, compassion, and the urge for change. Because at the end of the day, what we're really talking about is we come from all communities is the enlisted community. Uh, that's 90 to 95% of the veteran population and representation as it is in the military. And those communities are working class communities. And at the end of the day, working class communities have been under attack for a while. Um, and that we can debate all day why. And I think that's something, the conversation we need to have. And we have a very diverse viewpoints. And I think we represent those communities. So we feel we're fighting for those communities. So at the end of the day, we take a bottoms up, I think very Oakland driven, you know, if you look at history as a group, we admire that really focused on the community and challenged the authority, especially today in, in, in California and the nation um, where we seem to have a, we seem to have a, you know, country that's run for the elite and it is ignoring most people. Certainly seems that way at sometimes, doesn't it? I mean, yes. almost every day. Well, as an Oakland um, native myself and a longtime business person in Oakland, over 28 years in Oakland, in West Oakland, in fact, I have to say that I, I met a lot of cool vets in Oakland. And it's, a, it's definitely, uh, you know, people, it, Oakland gets a bad rap, but it is the heart of this country because it represents every ethnicity, every walk of life every geopolitical spectrum idea you can possibly have. So shout out to Oakland too, because I'm a graduate UC Berkeley. I loved my time in the East Bay and I I hope to return soon. It is one of my favorite place in the country. And uh, I love coming there because I seem uh, right to my very liberal friends, although I seem left to my very conservative friends. So it's an enjoyable place to live. That sounds very familiar, my friend. (laughs) Well, that was a very interesting subject matter and there's a lot more to come. So please join us here on Days and Infused in just a couple of minutes. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. Dazed and Infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Infused. 
Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the US. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Weed for Warriors here on Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host, we're with Brian, Travis, and Sean of Weed for Warriors. Great organization. Guys, welcome back. Hey, Brian, why don't you tell the people listening to this podcast about how the meetings run and your take on them and that camaraderie? For every chapter meeting, it's uh, more of a freestyle meeting. Like there's no sitting in a circle talking about like issues. It's more of a celebration of service and enjoying each other's camaraderie. And then, like, outside of our meetings, a lot of things veterans myth, miss is a sense of purpose. And that's where, like, the advocating um, legislation, um, we do homeless outreaches out in Oakland and uh, give back to the homeless people. We do homeless feeds, clothing drives. And that really helps veterans get um, a sense of purpose back in their life, which a lot of veterans miss from the military when they come home. And at our chapter meeting specifically, um, it's more of just a party for veterans. Like they come out, we provide medicine for them to consume. We provide a catered meal for them to eat. Everybody just hangs out and has a great time. And it seems to be really helping veterans build relationships with other veterans. I know like 95% of my friends I have today are from Weed for Warrior Project just because of that veteran and cannabis community and everybody having like-minded around cannabis and using it as medicine. Right on. Travis, you have any, a take on the camaraderie and that kind of sense of community? So for me, uh, I remember in the Marine Corps, a big thing, basically day one you get in is buddy system. Everything you do, you have somebody with you. You go to the bathroom, you go once you have freedom to go out in town, you 99% of the time you're with another Marine or you have another person with you. And that you just, four years of that, it just becomes second nature. And then I, I use the analogy is day one, it's buddy system. And then your last day, it's by buddy. I was able to find that with Weed for Warriors and that level of community and camaraderie. Like, I mean, it, as a veteran, you can just, it feels the same as if you were in with your unit when you're back in like that, that, that bond, that, that brotherhood and sisterhood. That's, that's to me, that's what Weed for Warriors is besides the, the advocating for safe access and uh, suicide prevention and all that. For me personally, it's the being able to get out there because I'm 30 and, you know, looking at me, you wouldn't think that I would have this problem, but I don't go out a lot. I don't the, yeah. the one time I put myself in a social environment is for weed for warriors other than going to school or you know the grocery store or something like that like those are kind of 
obligations. But mm-hmm. if someone invites me to a party, I usually don't go. But we lawyers, I'm there. I, I, yeah. I almost feel like I have to be there. Do you, do you find that you click when you go in there? Just like it's an immediate click for you all? Anybody can answer. I would say, uh, I've never even thought about that, but it's the second you ask that, yes, immediately. It's not, it's a, it's a subconscious thing. I don't even think about it. It just automatically happens. It's just natural. Exactly. No, that's great. I mean, that's a really good, good feeling. I'm sure. So let's talk about the homeless situation a little bit, because, um, obviously very, very big thing in the veteran community. Brian, in your homeless outreach, how many people that you encounter that are homeless now are veterans? I'd say every time we go out, we, f- we feed at least 50 to 60 people and at least seven to eight of them are veterans. So uh, over 10%, 15% basically. Yes. Yeah, that's, the, that's a big number and everyone should take, it, uh, take heed to that because that's, that's too many. And we are, as a nation and as a people, we're letting these people down. And everyone out there who's listening right now should know that that guy you're chastising for bumping up your Gensher car with his shopping cart, he did something or she did something for this nation. And you should remember that. It's possible and mental illness has taken over their lives. Before we get too far, I want to break every time we get, you know, past the subject. How can people out there help your organization directly? Anybody can answer. Sean, you want to answer this one? Right. So there's, I would say two levels, right? Anyone in the area of the chapter, get involved. Come to the chapter meetings. They're open to everyone. They do, you know, if given the ability, they do homeless drives. So for example, we do partners and we say, don't give us money. Go buy the socks, go, you know, go buy the, the clothing. We'll do those drives, clothing drives and socks drives and meet us over here and we'll donate it to the homeless. So if you'd like to help that way, contact people like Brian and Travis. You can reach out to the IGs. Um, and then, you know, we don't solicit money or raise money, to be very blunt, because to us, this isn't about money. Um, and so really what we do is like to partner with people who can help us be effective. Right now, with Prop 64, our donations have become more scarce. And so we're trying to have to invent a way to bring the financial engine to affect the outreach like we think we can with our brand, because we didn't start to create this. But through the hard work of a lot of amazing vets and a lot of hard work and frustration and tears of people who are no longer with us and vice versa, we've created something special here. So can we affect change with our brand? And we're doing that on the political level. So, for example, we were very involved in SB 34 and very involved in access. because we, but you know, the, Without the veterans, you would have a delivery van in the state of California, not allowing delivery to areas that didn't want it, which would be 76% of the state. So, you know, be thankful for the fighting last year where these chapters came out in numbers, you know, and, you know, they literally, uh, you know, we had people who wanted to help and we said, you can help, help. And so, for example, there was corporate cannabis, some nay, brands came out and said and gave gas cards. So veterans coming from the East Bay or Monterey, to, you know, they were taking buses to come up to, Sacramento do to represent, you know, as many uh, uh, congressional rep in Sacramento said, these are people, you're bringing people to the table who represent us, not just lobbyists who are being paid to represent an interest. And that really touched and we were able to really overcome, especially some of the conservative issues related to SB 34 and being it was a effectively a tax bill you needed that it was two thirds or three quarters or whatever um, McCursa and Prop 64 require. And there was concern with that and concern with the veto. 
And I think without the veterans, you wouldn't have gotten that. And so there's a lot of the veteran groups came together to fight for that. So, so I think it's really Sean, getting involved. Let's stop there the for a second. Let's stop there for a second and let the people at home know. SB 34 has to do with delivery to certain jurisdictions. Is that correct? No, delivery ban was the delivery. SB 34 is basically creates within the tracker trace system a ability to donate medicine and remove the tax liability. So it lowers the cost for donations and allows for donations within the tracker trace. And that's being developed right now by the metric system. They're coding software. And I think Prop 64 is uh, supposed to go live in March 2020. Okay, that's good news. Yeah, but that's um, great news. But listen, we need a healthy industry to support uh, something like that. And right now, the industry is not healthy, and that's what we need to focus on. It is indeed not healthy, and um, I'm on the front side of it with my brand, Shuggies, Um, and I see it every day when I d- visit dispensaries. And I'm doing personal outreach this week. I'm down in Palm Desert and San Bernardino, and next week I'm back in Los Angeles, and I see it every day and the fostering of of the black market basically by state controlled taxation base that is onerous to the low income, um, disenfranchised people, black Americans, Latinos, people without money. This is creating a real big problem and people who are listening need to understand you cannot cripple a nascent industry with tax because it just doesn't work. You got to let the industry flourish first then tax it. And 100%. 100%. And you, you, um, are you guys a 501c3 or what? We what, do have uh, a 501. No, no, no. We do have a 501c3. Um, you know, basically what we are is at the end of the day, because we don't operate on a, we really don't raise money. Mm-hmm. We basically have a C Corp that manages the, you know, brand that we've trademarked. Um, and we just do that to protect, we did that just to protect it. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, we have a 501c3 that, again, since we don't actively raise money, it's unused because at the end of the day, we haven't made it about money. Now, that's right. going to change um, as we look to leverage the brand in verticals to, you know, can we create kind of a Newman's own brand? Uh, can we get the veteran story out there on a platform that wants to push it so the community understands it? And I think right. those talks are ongoing. Um, that will have income. And then the whole idea would be to create a, you know, as I said, I think veterans or at least this group of veterans is tired of being on the menu and they want to, they want a seat at the table and have representation and a voice heard at the start, not after everything's gone to hell and their, their demographics been beat up. Right. And it's important to note, we're just the canary in the coal mine. We represent the communities we come from as the safety net in America has been decimated. And, we can blame a lot of that on the regulation and taxing of industries that have taken jobs away and prevent people from hiring and, and having functioning real markets, as well as we lack compassion with our war on the poor. So there's truth on both sides, in my opinion. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, you know, we, we feel a sense of duty to get to kind of fight for what's right. And I think we always guide by this, do the right thing. And that's kind of what guides everybody. We're going to take a slight break here and get back to Weed for Warriors and uh, Brian, Sean and Travis. So join us back here on Dazed and Infused in a couple of minutes. Thank you. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. 
Oh, Lady Marijuana Lama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the board, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, with Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him being that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Weed for Warriors here on Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host. We're with Brian, Travis, and Sean of Weed for Warriors. So in essence, Sean, your fight never stopped, right? I mean... You're a com- combat vet, and now your fight continues to defend the vets. Um, no, I was more a drunk vet in uh, yeah. in, in Panama, and I don't <laughs> want to overstate Travis and, and Brian are the real American heroes on the okay. war side. I, I I was down more on just interesting. I had some interesting times, and yes, lost a few friends, and those that haunts me. And and my story is interesting enough, but not nearly as interesting as these guys. So they should be I, talking yeah. about their efforts. So um, I noticed, uh, obviously, you guys have a pretty good website. Um, and I know there's vets out there who get a lot of training in web development and building. Do you guys need help with your website I mean, in terms of content building and management? 100%. We should talk offline. And I would say that one of the big issues is since we're such a volunteer, Mark and I talk. And until we can help fund people, we don't ask. We accept you know, volunteer time and help as people offer. And, and if you're interested, we'd love to have those discussions, how we can, you know, I think leverage our brand on the media content side. And that's something we're actively looking at in the discussions, but you know, listen, you know, and, and when I worked on wall street for 20 years, there was large parts of times you didn't put money to work because the terms weren't favorable. And right. we just haven't seen a favorable market to put the brand to work. And 
we've been lucky. I mean, we were right with Prop 64 as veterans not trusting the state government. And we were right and we were very vocal about it, all of us on this call. Um, and, you know, we're right not pulling the trigger on the brand. But I think we're getting close. And, you know, anyone who wants to help, we invite those conversations. We're having these conversations actively right now. Let's just shout it out. If you're a vet, you're listening to this podcast right now, the important podcast about Weed for Warriors, and you have web skills, give them a call. Add your help. Give them your knowledge base so that they can utilize it for the greater good. Um, I think that's the best message we can spread. Um, Travis, Brian, any comments on that? Real quick, uh, I kind of want to go back to the uh, the homeless veteran thing. So I kind of had a, yeah. um, an idea about that or a thought. Um, it's yeah. not only there's, there's, a, there's another reason why I believe that veterans are homeless. And it's not just the homeless veterans. It's basically any veteran that doesn't take their benefits because there's kind of an unspoken thing between veterans. And I don't know if it's also a guy thing, too, but it's even more so veterans exactly that you don't ask for help. Right. And. I kind of want to, you know, if there's, like you say, if there's any veterans that are listening, like the benefits that you're not getting right now, those aren't, that's not asking for help. We serve for those benefits. We signed a contract with the United States government saying paid, once our you, contract is up, you paid in full. We get you this. paid in full. Collect. Exactly. And yep. that's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's not, you're not weaker. You're not, you're, you're getting your benefits. Cause even speaking for myself, it took me a long time to sign up for my school benefits and I can't even really give a good answer why, but I started it and now I'm pushing through it. All right. Right on. Brian, any comments on either subject? Um, just to touch on the homeless thing one more time. Another thing that is uh, affecting the homeless veteran community is addiction and a lot of it's self-medication. And so when we go out to these um, homeless events, a main part of our thing is educating them on switching from whatever their vice is, alcohol, opiates, amphetamines, and replacing it with cannabis, which is going to benefit their overall mental health and help bring a little more stability to their life. And so they can go out and um, have more confidence when they go to go get their benefits and go to the VA. How can other cannabis companies contribute to Weed for Warriors? Is there an avenue that is published or unknown or what's the methodology? Let me, two things. I mean, traditionally it's been direct to your community chapter and and touching base, but as you know, that's going away because the licensed community, you can't do that. It's going to switch over to Prop 64. But for example, Mark, who is now was out in a meeting, I think yesterday, uh, at an organization and a dispensary where they're going to do tests and, you know, come in and buy one and, and basically donate the taxes for uh-huh. a veteran. And the brand is going to, you know, basically give one free and the taxes is going to be covered by the, the consumer. So we're just trying to get creative to get access to veterans so they can go to their dispensaries and start to try to create those bridges between, you know, basically a black we're black market consumers just because of the cost prohibition in the 76% of the state where it's not legal to sell. Uh, so at the end of the day, we got to transition these, our market and our demographic to the legal market for the benefits of the legal market, which are many um, to include in general, I think more positive outcomes on terms of preventing bad meds and, unhealthy meds getting into the marketplace, which we deal with daily. 
uh, to a safer environment and to a probably more honest and transparent environment. And if we can leverage our brand to, to, and our demographic to help make that transition, that's what we're testing and seeing how we can do that. Well, we're going to rejoin our guests in episode two of Days and Infuse Weed for Warriors. So please join us again. Very important subject matter and a great group doing great work for all Americans. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 